When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The season's already started. You're not going out there just to break a sweat. You're going out there to get things done. You got to come out here and sweat. You got to come out here and bleed. Let's turn it up now. Playtime is over. The weight is on my shoulders. New quarterbacks in new places. You're getting new receivers in new places. So you want to build that chemistry. Back to business. It's time to win. Time to get this. Took some time off. Now my grind is relentless. Because you were about to witness a physical fitness so Time's up. Ah! How hungry? You want to know how hungry I am? I'll show you. Oh, that's scary for anybody taking on Khalil Mack. Hey, the NFL is back together. Training camps are underway. We're inching closer to the start of the 2022 season. Coming your way on NFL Live, the latest on DK Metcalf's new deal and what it could mean for the future in Seattle. There's more than meets the eye there, and we'll tell you all about it. Plus, Kyler Murray's study addendum is gone, but someone here will tell you why the damage has still been done, why Kyler is now under more pressure than Cliff, and the latest on the importance of the Bucks center Ryan Jensen's injury. One of our analysts says Tom Brady might be reconsidering coming out of retirement. Uh-oh, Tom. We'll tell you about that. We also have a live report coming from Bucks camp, so that's coming your way. Welcome to NFL Live. Swagoo is back in the house. <laughs> so good to see you, Marcus Spears. What's up, y'all? As well as Field Yates. You good? I'm good. I'm so happy to be back. It's been a while. That's that like Damian Woody. Right there? Yeah, it was. It was the it was the swagoo usher. D Wood, uh, we wish you were here, but we're glad to have you on the show Look either way. <laughs> Hey, what up, baby? What's up, baby? I'm ready to what go. What up, baby? Listen, we're also joined by reporters from across the league throughout the show, so we got a lot to get to. Let's begin with DK Metcalf. He just signed a three-year, $72 million extension. You heard that cha-ching, and yeah, that was on purpose. The Seahawks hold on to him, pay him with the future in mind. We're going to explain that in just a moment. As you see him out there, he's done so much for that team and been a great target for that squad. So depending on what happens with quarterback, you at least know that you've got a great weapon out there, maybe potentially even more down the road. And you see it right here. Metcalf has 29 career receiving touchdowns tied for the fifth most in the NFL since he entered the league in 2019. And over the last 35 years, the only players with more receiving touchdowns than Metcalf in their first three seasons, Randy Moss, Rob Gronkowski, and Odell Beckham Jr. My goodness, he's one of the best deep threats in the league, right? Metcalf has 17 receiving touchdowns on vertical routes since 2019. That's the most in the NFL. A great weapon to have at the very least. So, Field, what more can you add as to why this decision was made now? Yeah, so, Laura, when the last CBA was negotiated in the NFL, it made missing training camp practices an extremely costly thing for players. So the days of holdouts are largely gone. You're going to see guys hold in where they show up to work but don't actually do the drill. So they were motivated to get something done to get D.K. Metcalf on the field. And while usually it's not easy to get $24 million per year contracts done, there were some pretty reasonable barometers. Terry McLaurin, three-year, $71 million deal. Same draft class, comparable production. A.J. Brown got four years, $100 million, but it's three years and about $72 million in the first three years. Same draft class, comparable production. Of course, college teammates, 
also has the same agent as DK Metcalf, and it's always good business. I don't care if you're the best team in the league, potentially the worst team in the league. you got a 24-year-old difference-making player. If you have the opportunity to lock him up, it's a no-brainer to do so. The Seahawks got better today by keeping a guy that has overcome a ton. Do not forget, there were some teams that had him off their board because of back concerns or other concerns due to injury coming out of Ole Miss. A huge reward for DK Metcalf, and I would say deservedly so. Listen, I, up in Seattle with Pete Carroll, you know, a lot of people talked about when they traded away Russell Wilson that this team was quote-unquote rebuilding. That's not in, in Pete Carroll's DNA, okay? Pete Carroll might be the oldest coach in the National Football League, but the one thing that Pete Carroll always preaches is compete, compete, compete. And so locking up D- DK Metcalf to, you know, to a three-year deal, that just tells you right there that this Seattle team, they believe that they can, you know, have something to say within that division. Now, the big question mark is, who's going to be the quarterback? Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know who the, que- who the quarterback is going to be, Hello. but I know one thing about Pete Carroll. He's going to run the ball, he's going to play good defense, and figure everything else out. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at the depth chart right now, Swagoo, and Geno Smith's the quarterback, mm. apparently, uh, according to our depth chart. So, w- when you think about this, and, and listen, DK Metcalf deals great and all, but who's going to throw him the ball? Unfortunately, that's kind of the face you got to make. So what more can you add there? I was literally about to be silent for a second and say I was holding in. Oh. So I'm in the contract year. Yeah. But, but no, you no. Are. Here, here well, we listen, are. Listen, you said you were about to say it, but, but then you actually did I'm say here. it. So I'm, yeah, here. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, here. I'm going through mine. Right. Here's the thing. When Russell Wilson was traded, when Bobby Wagner was released, when K.J. Wright left, we saw Chris Carson retire. Mm. DK Metcalf became the face of the Seattle Seahawks. Right. So that's one. Right, and his play has shown that that's the type of mentality that Pete Carroll wants in his football team. So it's about more than the money. He's a phenomenal player. We all know that. But if you're trying to, like, set an identity and, and show other guys this is who you need to work like, it's a perfect picture of that. They need to do everything they can to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Every okay. possible scenario that they can try to think of or do they play the long game and wait for the 49ers to cut him at some point during the season? I don't know what the answer to that is, but I know in the meantime, DK Metcalf is going to want to get the ball at a high rate. Yeah. He right. needs a quarterback with experience at getting phenomenal players the football. Jimmy G is the best option. Now, I don't want to be negative because I've been gone a while. But unfortunately, unfortunately, this is your best option at quarterback if you aren't rebuilding, if you are trying to win right now. So I just look forward to seeing if Seattle is really going to make a push at Jimmy Garoppolo, knowing that it's in the division, knowing that the 49ers may be all out against that. But at some point, they're going to have to cut him anyway. You have to play a long game here if you're Seattle for Jimmy G because there's no way you can acquire Jimmy G in a trade with San Francisco. The only way you could – would be to trade away DK Metcalf, your best player. And that obviously isn't happening. So if Seattle is willing to be patient and ride this out until middle, maybe even late August, or all the way until the start of the regular season, I think there's a chance that Jimmy G G becomes available. Just look at the landscape. It's a numbers game. Jimmy G is not the starter in San Francisco. How many other teams are looking for a starter? The answer is maybe one, maybe two total. 
it could end up Seattle. They they have also, to your point, said the 49ers, they're ready to deal him. Also, these two teams, the Seahawks and the 49ers, play week two. So you think they like swap him over in the middle of the game? I want it to happen. Yeah, I know. It'd be a lot of fun. Okay, let's get to some more news here, Field. Uh, Jimmy G still waiting to see what happens to the 49ers. Let's talk about other players waiting for new deals. Uh, Let's begin with Debo Samuel, one of the first dominoes seemingly to fall after this DK Metcalf situation. Yeah, Laura, it's been an interesting offseason for Debo Samuel, requested a trade for the 49ers. Sounds like there's a chance that won't actually come to fruition. As we all know by this point, he has been in 49ers training camp. The parameters are kind of in place, as I referenced with both DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown and also Terry McLaurin. If you're looking for an average per year, it's going to be $24 million or above that for Debo Samuel. It does take two to, two to tango, but it sounds like this one is trending closer to getting done at some point here for Debo Samuel. Going a little bit south in California, the Los Angeles Chargers, Derwin James, perhaps, or I think in my estimation, the best safety in football, a hold-in right now, a guy who has been an all-pro player at his very best Durability has been the primary concern. Would not surprise me if a deal gets done that makes him the richest safety in the NFL. Certainly, by many people's estimations, he would be deserving of that. And then the contract negotiation that we're all keeping our eyes on is Lamar Jackson. He has said he's hopeful for a deal, potentially being close. The Ravens have made it clear they believe a deal should get done and could be close as well. But this has dragged on this long, an extra year than someone like Josh Allen same draft class who got done last year. So until something is done, I think we are all going to wait with bated breath to see where Lamar's contract winds up. Yeah, Lamar said yesterday, you know, they're just waiting for things to not be so busy. They're busy right now because they're at camp. So it's hey, kind of I'd hard. want to be busy and rich, though, right? <laughs> I, mean, I, I need somebody to tell me what that relationship is like mm, right now. Need, yeah. I, everyone's trying to figure it out. Man. No one's getting any information because there's no agent involved. Call, it's all it's agents. Somebody. We'll call Lamar. He might call. tell you. Okay, coming up on the show <laughs> is the Bucks await Ryan Jensen's fate after a potential season-ending injury. We're going to go live to training camp in Tampa Bay with a report on Tom Brady's outlook. You don't want to miss this. Plus, the Cardinals cut oh, the mandatory boy. study clause from Kyler Murray's contract, but the last few days has shifted all the pressure to the QB. Why someone on the show completely changed his mind about who has the most to lose in Arizona? Well, Marcus, you, 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 you negative home. Nancy over there. What's up with I that? Know. I know. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And now it's official. Tom Brady has announced his retirement. And ultimately, Brady said, you know what? I'm not done. I'm coming back. Breaking news. Tight end Rob Gronkowski says he's retiring. Last night, Bucks head coach Bruce Arians retired. When you know it's time, it's time. 
Secession is way more important to me. I feel very excited. I'm ready to go, and we'll try and get this thing rolling. Great expectations for the Bucks, but it's always devastating to see a player go down with an injury, especially oh, disappointing yeah. when oh, you're Tom no. Brady and it's your starting center, Ryan Jensen, someone who means more to Brady than any of us could probably put into words. Let's go live to Bucks camp. You saw the injury there and what this means for the team. Jenna Lane, our Bucks reporter, joins us. Jenna, you were out there for the injury. What is the latest right now? Laura, we are still awaiting the MRI results. However, Todd Bowles said that the Bucks will not have Ryan Jensen for a significant period of time. It is still uh, to be seen whether or not he'll be back in, say, November or December or if he is lost for this season. But as of right now, the Bucks are considering their other options. They are looking at some veteran outside players. They also are looking at two guys they have in-house in Robert Hainsey and Nick Leverett. I'm not Ryan Jensen, and I'm, that's not who I'm trying to be. I have to be myself. But that chip on the shoulder that he plays with, um, if I'm out there, I think I want to have a little bit of that myself because I owe that to him. And whoever's out there owes that to him to continue that presence of the type of man, the type of player he is on the field. Hainsey is actually a converted right tackle. He started 33 games at Notre Dame and spent all of last year learning the center position. Ended up playing 29 snaps, but that was with Blaine Gabbert at quarterback. And then as far as Leverett goes, he was an undrafted free agent two years ago who wound up learning all five positions for job security, spent a lot of time on the practice squad with this team. He ended up starting one game for the Bucks last year against the Colts and saw action in two games last season. Thanks, Jenna. You mentioned Hainsey. He also said today in the press conference that you were part of that he really learned a lot from Jensen. So has at least been able to be tutored under everything that he could from Ryan Jensen. Woody, you've blocked for Tom Brady. How significant is this loss, especially to a quarterback that plays like Brady? Laura, this is a significant injury, a significant blow to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The one thing we've talked about you know, constantly with this Buck team is the continuity that they've had up front, you know. But going into this year now, you're talking about all three interior players that are not part of this team from 2021. One retired, one moved on via free agency, and now Ryan Jensen with this injury. And that's a huge aspect uh, to this Bucks team because that we always talk about the, 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 the depth in the pocket. You know, most quarterbacks, especially a guy like Tom Brady, who we're not going to mistake for Michael Vick back there, he needs that depth to go ahead and survey the defense and do what he does at the elite level that he does it at. So not having a guy like Ryan Jensen, a guy he's had a you know a bond with ever since he's been down in Tampa, that's huge. And that's huge, and it can't be replaced, to be honest with you. Tom walking in there taking inventory of them, them supplements, all of that stuff that he'd be taking to make it through a season right now. See, I'm going to need some I'm extra. I'm telling you, he rethinking this thing, man. <laughs> like, th yeah. this is so, to Woody's point, it's very unfortunate based on a team that you know has a quarterback that can lead you to where you need to go. But also, you think about this. Gronk is no longer there. People don't mm -hmm. talk about his ability to protect the, back, yeah. the passer as well. So, this offense changes, right? We get locked into these skill position players, and we start talking about guys coming in and out, and Julio is there now, and God want to be back. But we all know where, where it's really made. And we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers benefit 
from an offensive line a couple of years ago yep. and, and make their way on to win a Super Bowl. So, it, look, this is going to have to be Tom Brady with three young interior guys day in and day out putting in the type of work almost like you – like Tom Brady has to have these guys like they're in season right now. It needs to be game preparation. It needs to be the changes they'll see from one half to another half. Mm. He needs to throw them in disadvantageous situations mm. throughout this training camp. And I'm sure, like, Todd Bowles was a coach when I was in Dallas. Phenomenal coach. He understands that mentally what he's going to have to do for these guys that's stepping in in this prominent role. But we are not going to sit on NFL Live mm. and act like this is not a bigger deal because this is Tom Brady yeah. as opposed to someone else in the NFL. This is – this is everything for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is going to determine their season mm. between their center and their two guard spots. Well, think about having to block Aaron Donald, by the way, Buddy. the best player in the NFL. Keep in mind, a quarterback and a center have a unique relationship. It's just a matter of fact. When you put your hands on a big guy's nasty butt <laughs> a thousand times a year, that's kind of how things go. you got to be close, right? Oh. But take this a step further. Think about it. Well, this. see, we had to cut Everyone to that shot that because yep. Yep. Uh, you said big guy's nasty Apologies. butt. Yeah, it's all but, good. Tom Brady announced his unretirement at 7.13 p.m. on Sunday, March 13th. Yeah. Ryan Jensen, four hours later, decided to bypass free agency and mm. re-sign with the Buccaneers. And it made it, he made it extremely clear, I'm staying here. I'm bypassing the chance to go make more money because Tom Brady is back. Yep. Wow. This relationship is unique and part of the reason why the Bucs felt okay about replacing two guards and two very good guards is you had a stabilizing force like Ryan Jensen in the middle. He is the NFL's ultimate agitator. He knows how to push you to the yep. very limit. Not cross the line, though, but he might draw five, six, seven personal <laughs> fouls from the defense over the course of the year. Yeah. The guy is one of those players that when he's on your team, you absolutely love it. Love him. When you're playing against him, he's your least favorite player <laughs> on the offensive right. line. Yep. Right? He's a defensive yep. lineman. You know what I'm talking about. Ryan Jensen's a good player. So I, I, last I just, based on what you just said, babyface, I just can't imagine – being his agent and allowing them to do that. Mm. Like, I, I get it. Like, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I get that it's Tom Brady. Man, you would have had to bag me up because of this right here. This type, these type of situations, especially with interior linemen, and Woody can speak to this as well. The number one rule you see as a defensive and offensive lineman when you walk in the training camp, stay off the ground. Right. That's the number one rule in training camp. And it's very difficult because guys are trying to get jobs. Right. It's not you just not practicing with guys that's on mm -hmm. the 53-man roster. But ultimately, thinking about what you just said, babyface, that is a hard pill to swallow, big dog. You know, mm. D. Wood, you chuckled oh. when Field was talking about just what Jensen brings to the table as a guy who you don't want to face on the other side. He, he's nasty down there. Mm. like that. Right. Because he was like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, Woody, you can relate. So, yeah. tell us exactly Dirty. just from that standpoint what this means. Yeah, well, listen, we're always trying to be, as office linemen, we're always trying to be agitated. Guy like Marcus Spears, you know, guy with a lot of energy. You want to talk trash. You want to shove him in the back a little bit right at the whistle because you want that retaliation. I want to draw that 15-yard personal foul flag. So then I can really act like a cheerleader out there. So that's the type of stuff we're talking about with Ryan Jensen. Then, yeah. I'm going to tell you what they be doing, Boogie. They yeah, be mad because the they not the type of athletes we are. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, so, but but like listen, that. so but they're the better trash talkers, but y'all are the better athletes. <laughs> that's are, what's going they on? Are, I will give them that. Ooh, ooh, okay. They are the better trash talkers. Well, okay? I'm glad we could figure <laughs> that out they, here. Because they, they, they pride themselves on being 
more intelligent than us. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, trash talking does take a lot of smarts. Hey, what by else? the way, entering this season, the Bucks had what only used Boogie? five different starting offensive line combinations since Tom Brady joined the team. That's the fewest in the NFL. They had been so solidified on that old line. That changes now. You okay, next on NFL Live. man sit like this. Yeah, I'm well. I'm way more intelligent than Woody, y'all. I was about to say, I'm not sure if it looks comfortable, though. We're going to talk about <laughs> the desert and the dysfunction there. We're going to dive into the unintended consequences of Kyler Murray's surprise press conference as a response, addendum to the study gate. We'll be right back. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game. With the season right around the corner, it's time to get your league started. ESPN.com slash fantasy football. And I'm back here with the fantasy football expert right here on ESPN Field Yates. we got some injury updates across the league to get to. Yeah. And let's begin with Eric Armstead Field. Yeah, unfortunately, the 49ers seem to always have injury updates to pass along. But Eric Armstead suffered an MCL sprain early here in camp. He's going to miss a few weeks, so no major concern about him being unavailable for week one of the upcoming regular season. But a very, very good defensive lineman will be down a few practice reps here during preseason as the 49ers look to other depth. They recently signed Robert Kemdiche to a one-year deal. Arizona, same division, will not have Hollywood Brown probably until next week. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury suffered during training this offseason. He's on the non-football injury list, which is reserved for guys who suffered a condition, an injury that was not part of team activities. He'll be back next week, but of course the Cardinals are counting on big things for him, especially with DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six weeks of the season. May have heard the Cardinals find Kyler Murray to a big deal. And last night they agreed to retract the contract clause oh, that mandated that Kyler Murray study four hours per week and received credit as a result of that four hours of studying. Here is the statement from the team late last night. Quote, after seeing the distraction it created, we removed the addendum from the contract. It was clearly perceived in ways that were never intended. Our confidence in Kyler Murray is as high as it's ever been. and Nothing demonstrates our belief in his ability to lead this team more than the commitment reflected in this contract. Mm, okay. Lay out for a second. Yeah, Let lay out. I mean, honestly, <laughs> when this thing got retracted, I'm like, okay, seriously, after all this, that's why goo. What is going on here? What is going on? Welcome back. <laughs> I know. So bizarre. You know one of my pet peeves. You know this. Uh-huh. One of my pet peeves in life, bro, is politically correctiveness, bro. Mm-hmm. Like when it. When, Sometimes it's necessary, all right? Sometimes you got to just deliver news in a, in a very simplistic way, right. not, you know, tear the whole thing down. Cardinals, what are you doing? Like, I literally tweeted back at their account today, log off for a couple of days. Yeah, like, just, tweet. just enjoy the weekend. Just enjoy the weekend. Right. First of all, if you didn't have an issue, so it's two things that were possible. Okay. You snuck an addendum in there to try to, Get Kyler Murray on some whatever that you thought was going to make him a better football player. Or something about Kyler Murray's work ethic told you that we need to mandate time for you to put in extra work to get better. Now, Phil, when this first happened, I didn't have the crazy visceral reaction. Maybe I use your real name. See how serious I am? Because I was like, I I was like, is this is this a part of the late season declines? Yeah. Do they feel like at when the league catches up to Kyler Murray's athleticism and when he can't make the great plays that we see him make, is this becoming a product 
of him not having that extra step when defenses start throwing the kitchen sink at. Right. And, and they know pretty much what your plans are going in week in and week out. But it's none of that. What it is is the Arizona Cardinals were uncomfortable with the way that Kyler Murray prepares to play quarterback. Crazy. And now when you come out and try to fix this, it not only makes him look worse, it makes you look worse, and it makes you look desperate. Hmm. I go back to when his agent wrote that letter. Right. They the knew. knew it. They knew Arizona had no choice. It was going yeah. to be Kyler Murray regardless. They backed this, him into the corner big And this time. was their yeah. way of trying to figure out how can we kind of protect ourselves, and it blew up in their face. So, D. Wood, the thing is, I mean, Kyler probably knew this is, oh that this addendum God. was in the contract. I guess to Marcus's point, there's a world where maybe he didn't, but he probably did. So let's live in that world as you respond. <laughs> Laura, let me tell you Gather something. yourself. Let me tell you something Gather here. yourself. I know. First of all, Let first of all, Kyler didn't have to sign the contract. He put his name on the contract, okay? Did you study the contract? Did you know this addendum was in the contract? Because once you put pen to paper, guess what? That contract is public, and you're, and you're admitting that you have an issue as far as your professionalism is concerned. And see, the Arizona Cardinals gave us a window into their thinking about their uh, their franchise quarterback. That is. They don't believe their franchise quarterback is a professional. The fact that you attach a, a, an addendum talking about four hours, we require you to, to study for at least four hours a week? Mm. Four hours. I know mm. quarterbacks that study 40, 50 hours mm. in a week. And you're talking about, well, we need you to study bare minimum four hours. To, um, to get ready for your opponent week in and week out. That is embarrassing because the Arizona, guess what, Arizona Cardinals? You didn't, have, you didn't have to sign him to a contract. If you had these issues with Kyler Murray, you did not have to sign him. You gave him $230 million, $230 million or whatever the number is, and you have questions about his professionalism? The, the, Come yeah, on, the man. Corners, what, is, what are we, what are we talking about? The slide a prenup in there. Yeah, they Seriously. did. Like, and, and people know about it. Go ahead, Field. The wow. last thing I'll say here is that they put the clause in. It was revealed. And then the Cardinals and Kyler got mad about us reacting to this clause that we just put out a human reaction, right? Like, what do you expect us to think? Oh, that's awesome. You studied four whole hours this week. That's like, you know, Laura and I got got young kids. It's like if Laura tells her daughter, like, you can have your dessert after you eat your vegetables, but you only have to eat one pea. That's it, right? Like, four hours, that's nothing. Come on now. Like, a long snapper might study four hours of film a week on the opposing defense, and he doesn't even play on offense. Four hours Hmm. per week felt like almost like, Almost like an insult to anybody reading this. Didn't know it was going to cause what? Yeah, of course. Well, and and, you know the other thing that we brought up yesterday on the show, which I think is important. Somebody leaked this information too, and that makes you wonder about further dysfunction. Why would you let this Mm. get out? I I will remind you guys of this: the Cardinals are going to be tested early. Their first three games are against the Chiefs, Raiders, and Rams. So there's a lot of pressure on all sides here, but they better get off to a hot start. And reminder, DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six games. Okay, when NFL Live comes back, we got Justin Fields and his two goals. One, beat the Packers. Two, win a Super Bowl. Is the Bears quarterback aiming too high? Well, we'll tell you the reason Chicago, at least, thinks you're underestimating them. We'll be right back. Keep your head up, never let it hang.
What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. At their individual training campsites, and we have coverage from every single one of them. This is our NFL Live crew from 9 to noon Eastern on ESPN from 1 to 3 Eastern on ABC tomorrow. Back together Saturday. We're so excited about this. It's also available on the ESPN app and NFL Network. Kimberly Martin is going to be one of those reporters on site Saturday, but she also joins us now. Kimberly, what's the latest on the QB situation there in Cleveland where you are? Yeah, Laura, the Browns just wrapped up their third training camp practice a little bit more than an hour ago. And, of course, Deshaun Watson was on the field with all of his teammates and splitting the majority of the reps with backup Jacoby Brissett. Now, as we've talked about at length, there's a big uncertain what if surrounding this organization. And that obviously is whether or not Deshaun Watson will be suspended for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Now, today, Kevin Stefanski, their head coach, was asked, whether about that waiting game and whether or not having a resolution by now would have altered anything so far in training camp. I, th I think the the, circ the, uh, the details would, would be important, you know, of, of whatever the decision is, the details uh, of potential length of absence would matter the most to, to us in terms of how we're putting our plan together. Yeah, so, Lord, despite that uncertain timeline regarding Deshaun Watson, the players here, they've been talking about a different vibe this year. And even today, linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa said, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but there's a little bit more swag. There's the confidence here. There's team chemistry here. And fans who are in attendance tomorrow, they will get a little bit of taste of that new swag. All right, we can't wait to see it. And again, Kimberly joining us tomorrow for our Back Together Saturday specials on ESPN and ABC. They're honking the horns for you, Kimberly. <laughs> By yep. the way, those people. They're they, excited. I know. They may not realize that they just got on TV. So congrats, guys. Uh, honk for TV. <laughs> All right, time for some read and react around the NFL. In a recent story in The Athletic, an unnamed NFL defensive coordinator said the quarterback Patrick Mahomes' game falls apart when he's forced to go beyond his first read. 
Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and head coach Andy Reid addressed those recent criticisms of black quarterbacks. Listen to this. Uh, the black quarterback has had a battle to be in this position that we are, to have this many guys in the league playing. And I think every day we're proving that uh, we should have been playing the whole time. We've got guys that think think uh, just as well as they can use their athleticism. And so uh, it, it always is weird when you see guys like me, Lamar, Kyler, kind of get that on them and other guys don't. But at the same time, we're going to go out there and prove ourselves every day to show that we can be some of the best quarterbacks in the league. A lot of coaches have to teach guys how to roll out and call plays to do that. We just do it. He just doesn't. I know if you guys look at pro football focus and all those things, so um, just take a peek at that and see how many times he hits the second receiver. You know, D. Wood, it's honestly frustrating that we still have to have some of these conversations, but let's talk specifically about Patrick Mahomes. Is there any legitimacy to that criticism that he's just relying on the first read? Not at all, Laura. Here we go again with these anonymous, you know, mm. these anonymous sources and saying all these type of things. I mean, listen, Patrick Mahomes, this guy's just 26 years old and arguably the best quarterback in the National Football League. I've seen time and time again, you know, him going to his first, second, third progression, you know, multiple times, you know, throughout games, not just, you know, his career. So, I mean, this is a guy that's fantastic. He's grown each and every year under the two leagues of, of of Andy Reid, and he's only going to get better moving forward. He's still a young quarterback. Yeah, well said, D. Wood. Let's go to Washington, where defensive end Chase Young still recovering from an ACL injury. Ron Rivera was asked if Young could be missing the first two to four games. Listen to this. He's probably going to miss a little bit of time. Right. But, again, as, as he gets better and better and healthier and healthier, in fact, Chase and I had a conversation about this. I said, look, don't push yourself. This is this is not just about this season, but this is also about the future. Last year, we, we might have pushed Curtis a little too much. We got to we got to be really careful about this, and, and, and just because of who he is for us. I mean, shoot, he's a first round pick that can be an impact player. He can be a guy that can you know help. Well, he did and showed us what he, he's capable of doing his rookie year. Interesting that he mentioned Curtis Samuel, yeah. too. It field, how significant, though, is this Chase Young situation for Washington? Extremely, when you consider the fact that he's their most talented defensive player, Laura, but I actually think it's a good sign that Washington is learning from their own mistakes. Now, this flew under the radar because there was so much else going on with this organization. They had a patchwork medical staff last year, and the fact that they are recognizing that perhaps there were some errors in their ways last year with how they approached Curtis Samuel, and they need to not apply those same errors to Chase Young is actually a good thing because while Chase Young having him weak one would be awesome against Jacksonville. You want to have him in 2027 and 2030 mm. and 2032 as still one of the best players in the entire NFL. The other news out of Washington today, Ryan Kerrigan announcing his retirement. So great career. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we got to get to the Chargers. They've got one of the most hyped up defenses heading into this season. One of the big reasons why Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, they're just as excited to play alongside each other as we are to see it happen. Man, it's dope, man. It's dope, man. It's starting with Giff, man. Um, another great leader. Uh, he a fun dude, but uh, when it comes when it comes down to work, uh, we work, we work, and uh, he does some things that's very impressive. It feels like we've kind of been together for longer than than we have. Um, me and Khalil, I feel like we're definitely going to have a close bond by the end of this year. We we kind of are together all practice, ch- uh, talking football the whole time. We we have complementary styles I think we we rush quite differently so we could both learn a lot from each other you know we started the show with that clip of Mac being like I'm hungry and I'm ready to show it how scary is this duo well we're gonna keep with the church theme this is hallelujah because this is a revival 
for Khalil Mack. He was in Chicago suffering, buddy. Now mm. you across the line of scrimmage from Bosa. Both of you guys can't – they can't slide to you. They can't double-team you. There are more guys that can get to the quarterback, and this is a big reason. I know we love offense, and I know we love these quarterbacks in the AFC West. This is the big reason a lot of people, as well as myself, have the Los Angeles Chargers as the best team in the AFC West. Mm. This tandem right here could potentially go for 35, 40 sacks between both of them. Yeah, it's hard to figure out the AFC West because all these teams seem to be set up really well. But to your point, that Chargers defense Ooh, sets buddy. them apart just a little bit more. Uh, in fact, we're going to have their head coach, Brandon Staley, on our show tomorrow. So hey. tune into that. Back together Saturday. All right, let's go to Khalil Mack's old team, the Chicago yep. Bears. <laughs> I know. Uh, in camp, and boy, wouldn't it be nice to see Justin Fields really have some legitimate weapons around him, a chance at success? Either way, Fields has lofty goals for himself and for this Bears team. He said on the Bears All Access podcast, he was asked about his goals, responded by saying, quote, I want a Super Bowl. That's all I care about. And I want to beat the Green Bay Packers. Okay, listen, I mean, he's calling his shot. But, Marcus, how realistic is it that they even beat the Packers once this year? Mm, excuse me? I mean, he, he was talking about his overall. I'm talking about this year, do the Bears beat the Packers just once even? First and foremost, this is how you're supposed to feel about your team. But yes. hell no, okay? Mm. And listen, this is Aaron Rodgers, great, offense, great. Green Bay Packers may have the best defense in the NFL this year. And right. Justin Fields is coming under a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach. Mm. I know Ibraflus is singing his praises, talking about how well his footwork and his mechanics have improved, how well he's grasped the system. They're excited about this young player. I'm glad he's in a position where these coaches have full confidence that he can turn into the guy that the Chicago Bears drafted. But I don't think it's this year, boss. This year is going to be about the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Chicago has a ways to go. This is what Justin Fields needs to do this year. Yeah. He needs to show enough of that ability, have enough of those moments. Yep. So when they go back and they start deciding what are they going to do this offseason, they go on a spending spree mm. to surround him with good players because you have to solidify, I'm the guy, now go out and make these things happen while I'm still under a rookie contract. Yeah. ESPN FBI doesn't agree with this, but the Bears believe they'll be a more competitive roster than I think the public believes right now. The defense should be very good. They have some key playmakers, assuming they get Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn back in the fold sooner rather than later. And they believe internally that although it wasn't a busy offseason in terms of player transaction, that the structure and the people in place around Justin Fields can help him take a quantum leap and be that guy that Swaggy was referencing, an unquestioned franchise quarterback to build around. Yeah, so D. Wood, listen, maybe it's not realistic for him to win the Super Bowl right now or, or beat the Packers even, but what are some realistic goals for the Bears this year? Can they be second in that division? Yeah, I'm not buying that, Laura. I, I mean, I, I think Minnesota Vikings are going to be a, a kind of a sneaky team in that division. Mm. I think they're going to be better. But listen, I think you're. I think here's what you here's what you you know what you talk about with the Chicago Bears. Kind of you know what Marcus was talking about. Let's just let's just see J Justin Field elevate his game a little bit more. I know they don't have all the pieces on offense right now, but I think if he can operate that offense under Luke Getzey and take his game to another level than what we saw his rookie year. To me, that's a building block towards what the Chicago Bears can build around him as they move forward and into the future. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate because you hate to say, like, it's just about what you may show in losses, but I think that's a lot of what we're talking about here. By the way, you mentioned FPI. The Bears are ranked last in the NFL and ESPN's Thanks. football power index entering Ooh. the season. So 
It's only up from there. On, All right, Justin. next up on the show, we're talking Dallas. This is your segment, Swagoo. Can oh. the Cowboys make Dak's golden birthday wish come true? Oh. 29th golden, golden birthday, so I'm planning for this to be the golden year. This is America's team. There's a lot of pressure and responsibility that goes along with being America's team. Every year we read the headline numerous times. It's their year, it's their year. Is this your year? For sure. What a strike from Dak Prescott! This is Dak Prescott's offense. He's a big part of my optimism. I plan for this to be the golden year. The Cowboys in camp, and today, hey, listen, those are some stars. How about them Cowboys? We'll talk about them. They're celebrating Dak Prescott's birthday. He turns 29 today. Uh, in other news, sorry, Swagoo, the Cowboys may be thinner at wide receiver than we thought. No Amari Cooper. He's in Cleveland. Now, this info on Michael Gallup. He said this about himself and his injury. Remember, he tore his ACL. He said, man, we got a little ways to go. Like I said earlier, just listen to the trainers. I've been begging to get the cleats, but they wouldn't let me until we got out here. We got a little time, but I know week one is not in the drawing. So, of the Cowboys' top four leading wide receivers from last season, three of them will not play for Dallas in week one in a really important game. Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson Jr. both departed Dallas this offseason. As you heard, Michael Gallup not ready for week one. Free agent signing James Washington and third-round draft pick Jalen Tolbert will attempt to fill that void. Of course, you do expect CeeDee Lamb to be helpful, but field tons of turnover on this offense. The O-line is also a big piece of that. What is a realistic timeline for Gallup's return? January 3rd, torn ACL. Typical timeline for ACLs is somewhere between 9 and 12 months, although medicine has advanced so much that we're seeing guys closer to that nine-month range. So my, my suspicion is that Michael Gallup will not be ready for week one, as he has stated, but it may not be a surprise if he's out there at some point during the month of September. But when you mm. sign a guy to a five-year, $57.5 million deal like Dallas did, you're not worried about just the first couple of weeks. You're worried about those next five years. They'll be cautious. Yeah, so you see the schedule right here. We're circling that week one against the Bucks on Sunday Night Football, which is huge swagoo. But you look at those first few games, Bucks, Bengals, at Giants, Washington, at Rams, then at Philly. A, a good start feels like it's important, and, and you're doing it without – a top wide receiver, at least for some of that time with Gallup being out. I'll put me in a bad situation right now. Well, we're oh. just trying to put the pressure on you here. Listen, the, you, you're going to have to have somebody step up. And obviously, that's what Gallup's uh, job is to do when he gets back. He's a big physical receiver. It's going to have to be James Washington. And we've seen mm. him have some success. I keep getting reports out of camp that he's doing well. Him and Dak is still trying to build a little bit of a rapport. But I think about this Dallas team from a skill position standpoint – I, I have enough confidence in Dak Prescott that these receivers will, will be elevated mm. by the way that he plays. I, I really do believe that. My issue becomes is when you have this interchanging. Like when Michael Gallup come back, mm. you got a young offensive line. Is Tyron Smith going to stay healthy? All of the interchanging parts that could potentially take place with the Cowboys is my biggest concern with them going into this season. Mm. I still give validity to four. I still believe in that leadership. I still believe in that ability to, for him to elevate the guys around him. But ultimately, babyface, we know what this is going to boil down to. It's going to boil down to the line of scrimmage. It's going to boil down to the ability to be multiple offensively. Mm. And for Dak Prescott, building synergy with wide receivers have never been a problem in his career. It's just about if these guys are good enough for this gauntlet you just listed off to kind of match toe-to-toe. Think about last year, first game of the season. It was about the Cowboys' offense. Yeah. 
Right. That's what it was about going toe-to-toe with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You get off to a slow start in this one, you might be 0-4. Mm. Yikes. Yeah, D. Wood, go ahead. Yeah, I think Marcus kind of touched on it for me. I, I, you know, I think Dak Prescott would be able to help elevate the, the skill position guys. But I got a question about the offensive line. Yes, they're, not getting that much, they're not getting any younger on the offensive line. Some of those guys are getting long in the tooth. They've been very good players for a long time. I got questions. Can they, can they be one of the elite units in the National Football League? We've seen Zeke declining over the past couple of years. Can, can we see any glimpses of, of, of Zeke of old? You know, so those, you know, those two components are part of the identity and the fabric of the Dallas Cowboys, particularly on offense. Can they, can they resurrect themselves in order to make this Dallas Cowboys offense one of the top units in the National Football League. That's a question that remains to be seen. Yeah, you know, Marcus, one of the big discussion points is what does Zeke look like and mm-hmm. sharing the load with Tony Pollard and, and Tony Pollard maybe even being a little bit more important when it comes to a guy who can be a little bit more electric at this stage in his career. How do you see that working out? Yeah, well, one of my good friends, Clarence Hill, he covers the Cowboys, been doing a phenomenal job for a long time. They say Zeke's, Zeke looks phenomenal. Yeah. He played with a PCL Torn PCL last year. The like whole he was, year. He was right? injured all year. Yeah. And people forget Zeke was a thousand-yard rusher last year as well. This offensive line, for as much as we got to him at the end of the year for giving up some pass rush, they still were running the ball effectively. It just was so inopportune when they didn't perform mm. at a high level. I think Zeke will be fine. This is no longer about Ezekiel Elliott, though. Mm. This is about Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Right. This is about by committee now. And if they stick to that in this offensive line, jails like Woody talked about, they may have some success. But that's a big may when you're talking about your offensive line. All right, we got time for one more thing before we go here today. Guys, J.J. Watt tweeted, Dear Diary, first few days of camp have been great. Today they gave me a vet day. Look at him out there. Turns out football practices are much longer when you're not participating. I had a lot of downtime, he said, as you can see here. Uh, I'm excited that I get to participate again tomorrow. See you then. Oh, dear diary. They're going to have to mm. watch man, man, look at his hat, y'all. Man, I love this. still found the camera. I love it. Yeah, he did. Oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> By the way, you see this on your screen. Back together Saturday Bye, with JJ. us tomorrow. We'll all be here. Dan Orlovsky joins us. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, and it starts at 9 a.m. Eastern right here on ESPN. Then we switch over to ABC in the afternoon. Yeah, you better be here. Come on, we'll all be here. See you then.